Welcome everyone to the final episode of the Roman Show. This is for December 27th, 2020. And we have a great one. We're going to kick it off here with an interview with the lead singer or lead vocalist Matt Munoz of Mento Boru, who joins us all the way from California, the Jamaican ska uh, uh, reggae sound band has a, a new EP out, East Bakersfield Christmas, and they have uh, reimagined six holiday classics. It's just for the right time. It dropped in late November, and uh, it, it's out right now on, on your favorite streaming service, and you can check out more information on our website, theromanshow.com. But in just a few, we'll be welcoming Matt Munoz of the band Mentoboro. That and a whole lot more, a recap of what was 2020 on the Roman Show coming up next. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Roman Show. This is for the week of December 13th, 2020. We're wrapping up 2020, which has been a very well, you know, <laughs> it's it's been one of those years that we'll live on uh, to speak and tell the children about and what we went through and what they experienced. Um, it's one for the books. There's, there's, there's no doubt about that. But either way, we're excited here. Uh, next week will be our last show before we go in uh, a little break here. And we're going to welcome Kwame Alexander. He's the author of Becoming Muhammad Ali. It's a great novel inspiring children and hell, even adults, especially during all these crazy times that we're living in. It's a book you need to pick up. He tells us as far how he spent time in areas where Ali trained, spoke to, to friends and family members, all inspiring this book, Becoming, Becoming Muhammad Ali, uh, which looks back before uh, Ali became who he is today, uh, an icon, a legend that until this day we still speak. So in just a bit, we're going to welcome in Kwame. That and a whole lot more coming up next right here on The Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Vital, go fly. Guidance, transcope. Surgeon, go fly. Econ, we're going fly. GNC, we're going. Tell me, go. Control, go. 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 We are go. Network, go. Discovery, go. Capcom, we're going fly. Launch control, this is Houston. We are go for launch. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo. All right, well, it's been quite the year. It's been quite the year if we go back all the way to January uh, when everyone has high expectations and goals and things they want to accomplish. And unfortunately, it just didn't work out for many of us because... We were unable to do certain things because of the coronavirus. And we are still in a pandemic. So don't think that we are out of the woods yet. By the way, I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman. Make sure you follow us on our social. That's at The Roman Show on Twitter and Roman Show Media on Facebook and on Instagram. But it's been quite the year and we've been going out of here on The Roman Show. We have not stopped uh, continuously. For the most part, almost every single week, we've been bringing you content and fresh interviews and musicians and uh, athletes, uh, doctors. Hell, we got them all over here on the Roman show. 
And uh, we plan to do the same. And just make sure that you follow us on our socials, as mentioned, and you visit our website, theromanshore.com. We will be providing some more content in 2021. That is the go. That is the go to give you more content and continue on uh, providing you with more information. But listen, want to give a thanks to our special friends here at Fusion CBD. You can visit FusionCBDProducts.com to purchase their products. It's helped me immensely. I don't feel as much as the pain or the soreness because of the CBD of Fusion CBD. So visit them at FusionCBDProducts.com. And also the Soul Right. You hear me talk about it all the time. That's P-S-O-R-I-T-E. A very easy looking type of tool, but it does wonders. Visit them right now at SoulRight.com. BallWash.com. You know, you know me. We've been saying about it here for a very long time. Use the ball wash and have your balls smelling fresh. And if you're going to have them smelling them fresh, well, you got to have them mowed down, right? So you got to get yourself a Manscaped lawnmower. Visit manscaped.com and purchase your lawnmower today. Well, lots to talk about. Uh, Looking back here, 2020, although it was very strange year to say the least at the same time there were many things that occurred uh, specifically just this weekend and and it's it's sad but we ended on a sad note this year although not that this year has been the most one to it will, will be to remember because of what we've been through but unfortunately we lost a very young professional wrestler and that's uh, Brody Lee, better known as Luke Harper in WWE, Brody Lee in, in AEW. Um, he passed away due to a lung issue. Uh, it's not coronavirus or co- uh, COVID-19 related. But it was uh, quite, quite sad uh, to hear the news coming of Brody Lee passing away. Uh it, it, it was really, really, really astonishing. Now, there is some information here. By the way, his last appearance on AEW was back in October when he took on Cody Rhodes in a dog collar match. Now, it says here, and, again, and I'm reading this as it's coming in. Uh, people in AEW were aware of the seriousness of his lung ailment. And... Rightfully so. There's a reason why he had not been on TV since October 7th. Now it says the the observer is is a point or has pointed to how Brody Lee Jr. defeating Kenny Omega to win the AEW World Championship last week in a dark segment after AEW tapings hinted that something was wrong, which led to Meltzer and others asking about Lee's prologue absence from AEW. The eight-year-old son of Lee jumped on Omega's back and made the AEW world champion tap out. Justin Roberts actually announced Bully Lee Jr. as the new champion. Lee had been suffering from his lung ailment for a long time and the condition worsened over a period of time. As noted, his wife Amanda took to Instagram and said that her husband passed after a hard-fought battle with a non-COVID-related lung issue. So, quite sad uh, to hear these news. Young young guy, 41 years old. Who would have thought, I mean, shoot, 
That's that's around my neck of the woods. I'm just 38, 30, 39. You know, he's just two years older than me. And just like that. And now, everyone uh, in the world of professional wrestling has come out and said something about Luke. Even Vince McMahon, uh, he tweeted the entire WWE family is saddened, deeply saddened by passing of John Huber, known to WWE Universe as Luke Harper. Our thoughts are with John's family, friends, and fans. It's definitely that he left a mark in the world of professional wrestling, and not just as a, as a wrestler, but also as a person. He was very genuine from what we understand, as everyone has said positive things about Mr. Brody Lee. Sat to, 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 to hear the news. I'm sure there was a whole lot left in him, and unfortunately, we won't be able to see him here on earth. But wherever he is, I'm sure he'll carry on his charisma and athleticism to the next chapter. So rest in peace, Brody Lee. With that said, uh, lots of stuff happened in this year. Of course, we started off with the Royal Rumble back in the January with the return of Edge. That leading on to a very spectacular feud with Orton, Randy Orton, which led to a, a pretty pretty cool matchup at WrestleMania and then the greatest wrestling match of all time. If you recall that, which in my opinion was not the greatest wrestling match of all time. But there were cool, cool aspects to it. And camera angles, something new. That was a few to remember from this year. Sasha Banks versus Bailey was another one, uh, a very memorable one. Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre. Of course, uh, that just concluded not too long ago. Uh, Inner Circle versus the Elite. <laughs> if you recall, the famous stadium stampede uh, was quite the match itself. It got some mixed reviews. But quietly so, very entertaining. John Moxley and uh, Chris Jericho for the AEW Championship. Moxley ended up retaining or obtaining the belt for the first time. Cody versus MJF. Really good storyline to the ending there of that feud. But my favorite, in my opinion, happens to be Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. I think that they did a great job selling that angle. That storyline, uh, story uh, which still carries on as of today, uh, as Jay is assisting Roman Reigns in his title defenses, as you saw on SmackDown when Reigns took on Kevin Owens in a steel cage match. So quite the feuds this year, 2020, and has left us, um, well, scratching our heads, because if you, if you go back... People were questioning if wrestling would be on TV. Uh, it feels just like yesterday that the NBA stopped a game right in the midst of it because someone had COVID-19. And right on the air, right before tip-off, they came on and stated that the game had been canceled. And then we were off for quite some time from actual sports from baseball and, uh, and and basketball which baseball didn't actually got a late start but it was more hockey and, and NBA that were going on that were active and then we get the NFL <laughs> where they they were not impacted as well but no 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 fans in the stadium although the NFL in certain locations does allow fans quite going to be quite interesting to see uh, what they do with the Super Bowl uh, and, and same thing goes with 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 wrestling 
You know, they didn't have any any fans until recently with AEW. They they are they are allowing some fans to certain capacity, but WWE took it an extra level. At the for the beginning of it, of course, it was just seemed like a studio show, and then they ended up incorporating the virtual fans uh, in the Thunderdome, which has worked quite well. Very cool, and also put in the pipe fan sound, which made the product very different. But it, it's been really one of those years where they've had to really think outside the box. And I'm sure that for WrestleMania, Vince McMahon and company have a plan to at least have some sort of fans. I don't think that we we they will be pushing for out of towners and people traveling all over the world as as they do for for WrestleMania, but maybe on a local basis uh, to have some fan interaction, uh, not to the capacity, not to the seventy or the eighty thousand, of course, but to some degree, have an attendance uh, because it's definitely at least for for WrestleMania. And there are there are conversations, of course, that the house shows are no longer uh, a thing. They're going to be sticking to the actual shows, the Raw, the SmackDown, and, and the pay per views. So we got quite the year. Uh, we're gonna get like I said earlier today. We're not out of the woods yet with the pandemic. The vaccines are on their way, and it's just a matter of time until we start seeing some sort of normalcy. I, in my opinion, I still predict twenty two would would be a much better year than twenty one. Still twenty one. We're cleaning up what took place in twenty twenty. So don't anticipate uh, any big massive gathering of people. Hence, I, I, don't, I, I understand there are some rock concerts that are scheduled for later in the year of 21, starting back in September. But even so, are, are people really forward, looking forward to attending just in case? You know, the, 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 the young folks, the 18 to, to 49, or, or the, the ones who are um, under 65, are not getting any vaccines anytime soon, from what I understand. So it's going to take some time. So we're going to have to be patient. We're going to have to be patient until we're able to gather in large crowds in a rock show, in a sporting event, in a WrestleMania. We're not out of the woods yet, guys. Just keep washing your hands and put on your mask and all that good stuff. And I understand there's a lot of traveling going on during the holiday season. But, hey, if, if you really don't need to, then don't. Don't even bother about it, all right? But listen, on a good note here, on a positive note, we were able to interview all the way from California, Matt Munoz of the ska band Mento Boru, who reimagined holiday classics. So Matt joins us all the way from Cali right here on The Roman Show, coming up next. Welcome back, everyone, to The Roman Show. Uh, And it's a pleasure to have this gentleman here all the way from uh, the the West Coast, California, uh, singer of Mentuboru, Ska Band. Uh, Mr. Matt, uh, joining us all the way from California. 
Thanks so much for your time, uh, Matt. Uh, the new EP is out right now, appropriately so, for the uh, Christmas season or holiday season. The EP titled Bakersfield, East Bakersfield to Christmas. And um, one of the sing- singles really that attracted me there is uh, Donde Esta Santa Claus, uh, that mixture of the ska and the, and the doo-wop and taking it back to the old school. But Matt, thanks so much for your time, man, and thanks for joining us. Oh yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So, so let's start off here quickly here. Donde esta Santa Claus? I mean, you have so many uh, uh, favorites here that you guys covered. But before we get into this, how come you guys didn't cover Migorito Sabanero, man? <laughs> well, <laughs> oh well. See now, see now, you're starting to get into like some deep dive, deep dive. <laughs> um, well, you know, when we picked these particular songs, you know, we knew we only had so much time to do it. And so much time to rearrange them, and we we kind of had like a wish list of a lot about about twenty songs, and we we really had to narrow it down to which ones we could put together the the quickest, kind of make an impact with creatively, make them catchy, and then and then put it all together. So we're like, these are the songs, at least for this first time out, mm. you know, for this this first collection was we got to get some some familiarity going on, and then we'll just you know mento brew them. Which we did, so that's kind of what happened. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, there's no doubt. Donde está Santa Claus of all Jingle Bells? You know, they're very popular songs. But uh, in particular here, I know that you have the, the the video out already for Donde está Santa Claus, which you guys yeah. shot that virtually. Uh, but this particular song here, it has a lot of elements to it. It's not just your, your ska. You got the, the 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 chorus, the singers in the background. Tell me about the whole shooting and putting this this particular together. Yeah, well, you know, the, the, the thing with Donde Esta Santa Claus was, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, uh, it really got my attention when, uh, when I became a father. It was really weird. Um, when I became a dad and, you know, always listen to Christmas music and all that stuff, you know, and listen to the same old songs. And I don't even know how I came across it, but it was one of those songs where, like, it's this little, sounds like a little Chicano kid. He's, he's singing and Donde Esta Santa Claus. Like, what is all this about? I was tripping out. My son loved the song and I started kind of doing my research about it. And then I was like, whoa, okay. So this song came out in 1958. Augie Rios, who is this? How did this come about? I'm a nut for music history and I love novelty songs. I love Christmas music, all that stuff. So I kind of went on this mission and, and just to kind of find out more about the song. And then, you know, it just gets it just gets lost with it with with as life moves on and all that stuff. But every year that song would come out. And I would I would show it to people. Did you guys ever know that there was this novelty song with like this little you know Latino kid? I didn't know if he was Mexican or Puerto Rican or whatever. And they're like, no, I never heard that song. And then sometimes they would. So fast forward to now when we're putting the record together, I was like, we're gonna do Don't Stop Santa Claus. I gotta do my research to see if anybody else has covered it. Um, Elvez, the Mexican Elvis, had done on one of his <laughs> records. Um, let me see. Oh, uh, of course, um, Chabelo uh-huh. had done it with his with his baby voice um, when he did it in Spanish. Uh-huh. And then Tatiana, one of the pop singers, had yeah. done it. And then most recently, last year was Los Lobos did it. So I was like, you know, uh, nobody owns Christmas music, so that's cool <laughs> that they did it. They did it. But we're going to do it our way. Nobody had done it a ska fashion. We're going to retain the Latin elements in there. We have, we, you know, we have the congas in there. We got the, the, the hand, the hand bongo bell that I'm playing. 
and we're going to keep the uh, just, you know, we test it out with different styles. Is it going to work with a straight? Because it's written like a cha-cha-cha kind of a right. boogaloo, cha-cha-cha. Right. But then we're like, well, let, let's test it with the ska. So we test it out in different things, different arrangements, different tempos. And, you know, it just it just came together really fast, which which goes to show you about the, the, the early kind of marriage that Cuban music and Afro-Cuban music and Jamaican music, that early marriage was was meant to be in the... Uh, in the early 60s with the creation of ska music so yeah you know long story short it worked and you know we just had we just had a blast with it you know went to work on it so how many other songs were there that you guys were really considering doing and you just kind of scratched it off oh yeah well of course we wanted to do jingle bells Mm -hmm. and uh you know um Oh God! Oh, Silent Night, mm-hmm. and uh, you know all kind of like the the obvious numbers that people would 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 you know know right away, and they were like, "Oh, this is cool. This this will work. This will work." And uh, Joy to the World, uh, Carols of the Bells, um, even some of the country songs, because we are from Bakersfield after all, you know, mm-hmm. the home of Buck Owens and Merle Haggard and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, we just wanted to be careful that we didn't get into. You know, if we're going to do like some cool stuff, we didn't want it to get corny. We wanted it to, to remain like a certain level of coolness. And so that's what, that was the mission. Because the guys were like, when I told them we wanted to do a Christmas song, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when they started thinking about it, they're like, hold on. Is this going to be, you know, is this going to be kind of corny? What is it going to sound like? I was like, listen, let me, I'm going to put together a list. And then we're going to get together and I'm going to sing the, the styles and we're going to listen to music and we're going to, I want you guys just to all have an open mind because, you know, during this pandemic, we have not played since February. Mm-hmm. You know, our last gig was in February and we didn't do anything. So we really had to go in that we had an open mind, clear mind because nobody was, was playing, nobody was doing anything. So it was the perfect time for us to kind of come up with a clear mind and start and just kind of have some fun with it. Let's not be serious. I think it's, you know, right now, music, uh, there's no room for pretentiousness right now. It, it's time for people to have a good time. And what better way than with Christmas music, you know? So, yeah. So, so since we can't, you know, we get the little pandemic, and I know California's having it tough, just like the United, rest of the United States. But uh, I know you guys are pretty bad out there with, with the hospital beds and all that stuff. But, yeah. Uh, are you gonna guys do maybe like a like a virtual concert or something to get these things out because you won't be able to play live in person? Oh, uh, you know we've uh, we've talked about it, but that was the that was the reason why we did the music video mm. because people were asking if we're going to be able to play. And once it once you know now that the the release is out and we're we're it's supposed to be dropping on Spotify and all the digital platforms any any moment, but you know through. That oh, that stuff sometimes takes time because we also had to pay for licensing for these songs because wow. these songs are, are you know are owned very deeply. The only song that we didn't have to pay for licensing because it was in the public domain was um, "Green Sleeves," the "What Child Is This" the mm-hmm. instrumental because mm-hmm. it was written in the 1500s. And and what I found out was like if, if a composer has been dead for over 200 years. They give up their rights to their music. So I was like, okay, well, thanks, guys. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we did the music video. It was it was funny how that happened because it was kind of like an accidental music video. We were recording, and the guy who records it says, "Hey, you know, I'm experimenting with this new uh, this new camera I got. Do you mind if I do some 
you know, little promo stuff because I like to use it for promoting the studio to bands when they want to come in and see a band play. Mm. So what he ended up doing, I was like, yeah, go ahead, you know. So that's us actually, like, during our sessions, it was nothing. It was like, okay, now that you guys have recorded the songs, it was recorded on different days and kind of pieced it all together. And he tied it in and was like, okay, well, this is cool because I know people are going to want to see us play. But now that the, uh, especially here in California and in Kern County, our area of the Central Valley, they're really locking everything down. So, yes, there, there might possibly be a virtual uh, show through like our YouTube channel or something like that. Okay. But for right now, we're like, you know what? Go on YouTube and look at the video because that's as close as you're going to get. I mean, we look natural in there. We love to we love to play live. I mean, but that's about as close to a live experience that you're going to get from us. At least for 2020. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Let's nice. celebrate Christmas in January or in July. You know? <laughs> well, well I mean, with this pandemic, I mean, might as well, right? We kind of lost count where the hell we are. Um, I know, yeah. So yeah. The, the last stuff we have here is the Scar, the scar Rage or Scar Rage days that we visited from 92 yeah. to 96. That's out there available. Um, but any other new stuff that you guys are, are working on aside from the EP? that we should anticipate for 2021? Yeah, you know, we, yeah, during the pandemic, you know, right before everything was locked down, we were actually had a new album in the works. And um, we were really excited about it. It was actually, a, it was going to, it was going to be one of the, the albums that was going to, we were going to debut the first um, all Spanish, you know, lyrics that I had written. You know, mm -hmm. even though I sing in Spanish, And every once in a while, I'll improvise in some of the songs that we do because we do play ska, but we're also a band. When we play live, we play a lot of salsa music. We play a lot of cumbias um, and all that stuff. And so I decided, you know what? I'm going to start writing our own originals in Spanish in the in the style that we play, which is like that Latin alternative ska sound, kind of like Los Fabulosos Cadillacs. We kind of have the same inst instrumentation, Mano Negra, all that. Mm -hmm. So I wrote it, and we're getting ready to release it. And the pandemic comes, and <laughs> it was just like, you know what? We're, we're kind of followed the lead of a lot of the bands that were getting ready to release music at the time. They said, you know what? We're just going to hold off on this until we could actually go out and tour and support it. And so that's what we're going to do. So hopefully by the spring, God willing, everything, everybody's safe and we can go out and do everything back to business as usual. We're going to put the finishing wraps on that EP Uh, it was another EP, but by the time by the time it's going to be released, it's going to be a full length release. We uh, also put together some dub versions of some of the songs that we had released, and we just wanted to make sure that fans we were engaging with fans mm -hmm. from the time of the lockdown all the way to the time of the grand reopening. So there's going to be something sprinkled all throughout month to month after Christmas, because you know we got a month of Christmas holiday music to promote the EP. And then after that, we have a bunch of smaller projects that we've been working on. Uh, we worked with our local college on rewriting their, um, rearranging their college fight song from the 1960s. Oh, wow. We did it in a ska, in a ska punk version of Bakersfield College, which is a, you know, the historic college here in, in Bakersfield. And we, we actually met while we were in the marching band. Um, all the, the band members met, you know, like those, those typical classic, it's the classic story of the, of the kind of the nerdy band guys uh, <laughs> who were in the marching band and you know and we, we love ska music because it's like well we didn't play guitar but I played the sax 
my uh, my guy played the played the trombone, and we're like, hey man, well, we don't know how to play guitar, but we can play ska like Bongo Boingo or the Specials and Scatolites and stuff like that, and Voodoo Glow Skull. So <laughs> like, let's form Metal Brew. So here we are. You know, we're still playing all that stuff, and you know, and uh, yeah, dubs, punk ska, traditional ska, Latin ska, cumbia ska. It's you know, we we got ska coming out of our ears, baby. <laughs> well, we need it, you know. We need it. It, it, it. You know, ska kind of go through the flow. I, th- I think the, the high peak would be really with you know the nineties, um, Arena Sublime, and uh, mm-hmm. you know the, the No Doubt that they were anybody Boston's that were really kind of bring it up but you know nowadays it's more kind of like 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 a niche and, and it's sad because there's so much good fun music you know uh with ska uh, but do you oh, think yeah. that 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 there'll be a resurgence of this somehow some way yeah you know ska's known for its revivals so mm. you had your um after the 60s you know you had your late 70s into the 80s with two-tone and then you had the third wave with you know all that the boss tones Real big fish and all that stuff. Yeah. Mental Brew. We were on the Moon Sky Records label, and then it just you know it just comes around every so many years. And it's it's like punk. It's like mm-hmm. punk rock music. You know, it never goes away. It's always there. It's very youth oriented, very youth driven, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's it's a, it's a lot of fun. And it's just you know it's just one of those layers of kind of like you know every year you went to the Vans Warped Tour in the summer. Yes, now there's the, that, that doesn't exist. Yeah, you did all that stuff, man. Yeah. I went to all those shows saw all my favorite bands and then we formed the band and we became part of that scene and it's like it's good that it's always around you know they, they can call it a revival but it's never truly gone i mean these these and we never stopped playing mm-hmm. even when it when it kind of fell out of favor in the into the early 2000s we never stopped playing we started adopting different styles to keep working as a band but you know playing the ska music the way we did when we first started that high energy and then the traditional style it was always there, so we were always excited when people started requesting. And so this 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 Christmas album was like the perfect vehicle to remind people, to remind listeners that you know this is ska music is still very much in in the Mento Buru blood. I mean, it's reflective of the name Mento and Buru, are references to two uh, uh, Jamaican styles of music, which end up making the rhythmic foundation of reggae and ska. And uh, so we were able to kind of reach back into that, much to, much to the glee and the and the excitement of the old fans who thought that we had stopped, we'd forgotten about our scar roots. And then also with the new kids that are discovering us for the first time, we're like, yeah, you know, we're these we're these older cats, but man, we could still jam with the best of them, you know. Right. And right. we still jump around. We still got good knees. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's important. You need you definitely need to jump around. You can't be like just. Yeah, because there's there's some Chris Cornell. He's at the top of my head right now. When he was with um, Audio Sleeve, and he was singing the Rage Against the Machine, you know, Zach De La Rocha would be jumping all around. But when he did his version, he was just just hanging around, just singing, and and it was it was a different. But yes, you definitely need that vibe on stage when you yeah, go to a ska rock yeah, concert. Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta jump around. I mean, if you're gonna do Rage, yeah, say, talk about them for a second. You gotta yeah. you gotta jump around like Zach, man. Right. You gotta be able to you gotta be able to do that, man. Yeah. We actually had my wife and I actually had tickets to see uh, see them at uh, in Washington D.C. Uh, this oh, year, right? It was before the election. We we had tickets to go see it and everything. We were actually gonna stay at the Watergate Hotel across the street from the theater that we were going to see him at. And then pandemic, 
cut, cut, cut on every freaking show that concert just. That would have been insane. That would have been insane. (laughs) That would have been one for the ages. (laughs) I know, I know, man. We were were so excited about it. But, you know, we're like, you know, if everybody takes care of themselves, I mean, I'm probably in better health now than I have been in a while. Um, and I think a lot of the, a lot of bands out there, a lot of touring bands are kind of taking that break to kind of get their health back in check. Mm-hmm. And I think when everything opens up, man, I mean, it's just going to be an explosion of energy and we'll never take advantage of that. Take it, take it for granted again, yeah. how much we, how, how important live music is to us. You know what I mean? Yes. It will definitely humble us and appreciate things more than, more than ever. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Well, man, I want to thank you for your time, man. Again, the EP is out. Uh, soon it'll be on Spotify, uh, but you can check it out on SoundCloud at East Bakersfield Christmas EP available right now. They do some covers uh, and expect some more stuff from Men to Borrow very, very soon. Matt, thanks so much for your time, man, and uh, happy holidays, man, or Merry Christmas, Feliz Navidad, whatever you got to celebrate. Yeah, Feliz Navidad, baby. All right, thank you very much, Matt, for that uh, opportunity to speak to us. And uh, mixed martial arts, just like wrestling, had a lot of um, surprises. They were impacted as a UFC, Bellator, and the other promotions did not hold any events until a couple of months into it. UFC leading the way. You know, it was just WWE, AEW, and then UFC, who were the most active in the sporting, sports entertainment world, but really in the sports in general, it's the UFC. They were the ones that were consistent. They're off now until June, January 16th. But they were the ones that were giving us content every single weekend. And we have to give credit where credit is due. A lot of members of the media came out and stated that it was a horrible decision for Dana White and the UFC to host an event in Jacksonville, Florida, where they held a couple of events, actually. And listen, no one lost their jobs. Fighters kept fighting. Content was provided to ESPN. Give credit to the man. Give credit to the, the, the company. They, they stepped it through, and many of the other sporting leagues took a page out of the UFC. Sure, they had some fighters that dropped because they have COVID-19 or some of their, their coaches had COVID-19. Sure, but it happened in everywhere. Hell, it just happened in the NBA right now. It has happened in baseball. It's happened in football. It happened in, in NHL and every single sport. But nonetheless, the UFC delivered. And kudos to the UFC for keeping up with the content, giving us great fights throughout the pandemic. They never stopped Dana White put out a video calling out the media stating that you underestimated the company, yet they were able to deliver whether you like it or not. Some, including John John McCarthy, the former uh, referee and now columnist for Bellator, uh, said that it was kind of like a low blow or or low taste of Dana White, more like uh, rubbing himself. But listen, give credit where credit is due. The guy got heat from everyone that you can imagine and the UFC delivered shows no matter what. And I'm going to give credit to another company and that's the one that I work for and and, and thank you for that. 
because Titan FC right after the UFC was the only other promotion that held events. That's right. It wasn't Major League Baseball. It wasn't NBA, NHL, any of the other guys. No, after the UFC, it was Titan FC where we held an event at an MMA gym with no AC, but we held the first promo- regional promotional event, and that was Titan FC, which are live on UFC Fight Pass. So credit to Mr. Lex McMahon and Titan FC and all the folks because they stepped up to the plate and we were able to provide content. So glad to be uh, to have been part of that uh, crew when we uh, had our first event. And of course, the Florida Boxing Commission for allowing us to continue to provide fights and sports in general. Now, going back to some of the fights uh, that we look back uh, in 2020, the memorable ones. You got Whaley Zhang versus JJ. Of course, that was an exceptional fight. Five rounder there just went back toe to toe, nonstop. Amazing fight from those ladies. And then uh, just just recently this month, Davison Figueredo versus Brandon uh, Moreno, which uh, there will be a rematch very soon. That was a classic as well. Those two right there are top one and two, hell, even maybe one for both of those fights. Looking forward to seeing both of these or all of these men and women going at it one more time to see what type of fight we get in the rematch. Other candidates is Dustin Poirier versus Dan Hooker. It's another classic as well. But again, those two fights that I mentioned earlier, Zhang, uh, JJ, and Figueroa, and Moreno, just quite the fights that they were. And during a time that we are in right now, we surely needed some competition like that. And rightfully so, we did. Some stuff to look forward to. Bellator, of course, signed Yoel Romero. And they are anticipating that they're going to put that matchup between Romero and Anthony Rumble Johnson in the one-on-one, which makes sense. Kind of like a very fun fight to watch. Both guys are beasts. Both guys are strong. It's going to be the toss-up, I'll be honest. Kind of like a toss-up, but remember, Romero has heavy hands and so does Anthony Johnson. It's going to be, it's really going to be a, a coin flipper, to be honest. I would give... Yoel, the slight advantage because of the wrestling. But then again, recently, especially in the UFC, he was known for his fists. So let's see what type of action we get with these two gentlemen whenever they get to sign, do duke it out inside the Bellator cage. As for 2020 in general here in the Roman show, we want to thank you so much. Uh, for tuning in and being consistent uh, to all the guests that we've had this year. It's been a crazy one. Um, As far as metal, listen, we've had a great time here listening to great new music. Manson put up music. uh, Let's see who Five Finger put some new music out. Uh, God, how many people put up new music? So many people that I can't even think of on the top of my head that put up new music. Uh, but it's available right now, uh, of course, on your favorite streaming services. Uh, Bring Me the Horizon uh, It was another top band, a metal band that put us on great music this year. Uh, we, we, we've been lucky. You know, we've been lucky as far as music. We haven't been able to see it live in person. But they've been putting up some new music because they have the opportunity to do so. Hell, System of a Down came back. With two songs, all right. The the original band 
came out and uh, and put some new music out, which was quite uh, the comeback from those guys since they haven't put anything out for many, many years. And Killer Be Killed was another band that put out uh, some new material. Um, oh, boy. We, we just got to go back to Avatar. Uh, put out a great album. You want to check that out. Uh, so many great content out there this year that you need to check out uh, because there sure as hell was a lot. And looking forward to seeing all these guys and girls per- in person whenever the hell we get back to see live concert. With that said, everyone, we'll be back uh, 2021, second week of the, the year with a fresh new episode of The Roman Show. We want to thank you again for tuning in. Stay safe, everyone. Remember, we're not out of the woods yet. Do what you got to do to stay safe. And we'll catch you in 2021 and hopefully some sort of news. With that being said, if you haven't been on, you haven't been heard, we'll catch you in 2021. Cheers. Cheers.